listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Brand new episode of Podcasters of Shield, Cinema Geekly's Marvel Podcast. It's Anthony and Aurora talking two more episodes of the Defenders miniseries on Netflix. Hello, Aurora. How you doing? I am good. I'm excited to talk about these episodes. Oh man, did the show ever pick up? I mean, I guess Ooh. we, I guess we expected it to. What with there only being eight episodes, but right, right, uh, it certainly did pick up in these uh, these two episodes yeah. uh, and. Uh, there was uh, quite a good cliffhanger at the end of uh, episode four, which mm-hmm. is a shame. I haven't I haven't felt this way in a while. I, I, I really enjoyed Luke Cage, and it was great. Uh, and I really enjoyed... Um, well, I enjoyed Iron Fist. Really enjoyed makes it sound like I liked it on the same level as like Luke Cage. I did not. Um, <laughs> but I enjoyed, I enjoyed Iron Fist. But it's mm-hmm. probably not been since, like, season two of daredevil where i was watching these two episodes and i felt like i was like on a roll and i didn't want to stop watching the shows yes yes i i had it was really difficult for me to stop watching after the fourth episode yes i mean it was difficult but i also was smart enough to watch these really late last night Mm -hmm. so when it was over it's like i could keep watching it but on the plus side it is late enough for me to just go to bed yeah, yeah. So it was still difficult because it's like, oh, I could just keep going. I can stay up until two yeah. or three in the morning. Why yeah. not? Uh, but I did not. I was smart and I turned off the shows. And uh, like, it would have been a mistake had I kept watching because I would have had foreknowledge of, of future episodes <laughs> yes. that would have been spilling into my conversation here. So uh, <laughs> let's start talking about them. It's The Defenders Episode 3. Worst Behavior is the first episode we watched. And the show starts in a flashback. Months ago, uh, the Hand acquired the ancient weapon known as the Black Sky, a.k.a. Electronachios. They used the last of their Hand resources to resurrect her. Under Alexander's tutelage, the Black Sky was prepared to fight as a weapon against the Hand's enemies. Uh, now, uh, in the uh, present, Jessica dismisses Matt Murdock's help, but he becomes interested in her case and begins investigating it himself. Luke Cage tells Claire about his fight with Danny Rand, and that sets off a light bulb over Claire's head. She's like, hey, you know it, was my, it, it was more of an eye roll. <laughs> it was kind of more of an eye roll. She's like, oh, right, Danny, hold on, let's... <laughs> but but she knew to like you know maybe you guys should meet because uh, two super powered people fighting bad guys is better than one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Claire organizes a meeting between the two, hoping they can work together to fight the hand. Uh, but they have a clash over their respective backgrounds, 
Inspired by some of Luke's comments, though, Danny decides to take a different approach and uses his corporate influence to find the Hand's new front, a -hmm. building called Midland Circle. Uh, Cage visits the mother of one of the local kids that the Hand had hired, while Jones investigates Raymond's job. Uh, They learn of a connection to Midland Circle, and Luke arrives there just in time to help Danny as he finds himself in uh, I guess what I would call the redefining of a a boardroom fight. (laughs) There was a fight in the boardroom, but it was like Kung Fu and stuff. Yes. Um, And soon to be followed by Jessica Jones and Matt Murdock. They all kind of arrived at Midland Circle at the Mm -hmm. same time. All of their leads and stuff led them to here uh, where they are uh, attacked by the black sky, but eventually uh, Danny manages to drive her off. So what did you make of episode three? This was amazing. Yeah, this was a great episode. This was great. I enjoyed every single part of this episode. I found myself like with a smile on my face watching it. I had so much fun watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that conversation between Luke Cage and Danny Rand at the dojo. Yes, was amazing. That was a great I, scene. So good, uh, such good writing. Um, and you know, you know, I think if you've been hearing this podcast, you know that I, I'm not the biggest fan of Danny Rand. Right. <laughs> so for me to see Luke Cage kind of like put him in his place mm-hmm. was great. <laughs> but even even better is, um, well. Danny had his own points to make. Mm-hmm. He did realize that Luke also had excellent points and it made him change right. his viewpoint. So yeah, I want to talk about that scene. So they are having a discussion first. Um, Luke Cage. It's amazing. He's got like bulletproof skin. Mm-hmm. He lives in a world where, I mean, look, we could have like a whole nother conversation about how these shows are supposed to be, existing in the same place as the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. They are barely mentioned at all, ever. In fact, I can't remember the last time there was um, a specific MCU reference. Uh, it may not have been... Maybe they, maybe somebody dropped a line in, like, Luke Cage yeah. or something. It's very subtle. But, there, yeah, there's not, there's not a lot of them. So it's always, it's always weird when they don't mention the fact that there are superheroes in this world. Or mm-hmm. things like the Sokovia Accords that require superhero, like superpowered people, to be registered with the government, etc., cetera, right. etc. Cetera. None of these things are ever brought up in the show or mentioned. Uh, but it is weird to me that Luke Cage, this guy with bulletproof skin and super strength and stuff like that, Danny Rand is telling him about this mystical place where he learned to like uh, to like summon his chi. And he fought mm-hmm. a dragon, and Luke Cage is just like, "That's stupid. That didn't happen." <laughs> I'm like, "Dude, you have bulletproof skin." <laughs> Yeah, New York was attacked by aliens. Yeah, like... things can happen. <laughs> In this world, things happen. Um, but I, I still think it's funny that like uh, all these people have these abilities, and Danny always sounds like the most fantastical to everybody, and they're just like, no, nah, that's not true, is it? I think it has something to do with his face. Like, something with his face. I cannot believe any word that but, comes out of his mouth. <laughs> but, they, but they have this, um, you know, they have this conversation, uh, and, and what it ends up where it gets heated is the the scene from the last episode where they uh, 
Danny and Colleen got into a fight with like the cleanup guys, right? You know, working for the hand. And Luke knows that it's just some run of the mill stupid kid who's just trying to make money for his family, and mm-hmm. he just he's just taking a job and he's young and dumb, and uh, you know, so Luke knows this kid he knows what it is right like danny danny's perspective is this is a person who works for the hand the hand are all killers the hand are all evil the hand needs to be stopped at you know so and he's not coming from a wrong perspective he just Mm -hmm. doesn't he just doesn't realize that this is something the hand is doing and uh you know luke brought it to his attention and danny is a young rich white guy Right. And he made sure to point out that, you know, you come from a place of privilege. You can, you don't have to, you know, he wouldn't even think about the, like the low level hand operatives scrubbing the floors after they right. kill people up. He doesn't, he wouldn't even think that it's somebody trying to put food on their table mm-hmm. or something like that. And, you know, while Luke Cage realizes that what that kid was doing wasn't noble or good. Um, he wasn't coming at it from a perspective of I'm working for the hand and I'm helping them to destroy things. Right. Like he just knew that they were maybe a shady organization and they were paying him a lot of money to do this work, which is probably not legal, but you know, whatever you got to do. Yeah. Um, and so they were coming from these two, two different backgrounds. And while Luke was right, Danny was also right where Luke was not taking fully like the hand seriously Right. But, I mean, you know, it sounds kind of fantastical. So, (laughs) uh, you know, so it was really interesting how it, like, how it worked together. It didn't, I shouldn't say it didn't make me like Danny as a character, but I feel like he, I do feel like his character is being written better in this show. Yes. Than it was. He doesn't come off as, like, he, he is like the annoying kid of the group. And Stick yes. has an amazingly great descriptor of him in the next episode. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I feel like they're they're fleshing it out a little bit more. And after talking to Luke, he realizes that, yes, you know what? I do have more options than just using my fist. Right. I've got this giant corporation. Which, which also these... made me laugh. Oh, that also made me laugh. Yes. <laughs> and he had, like, he had all of these, uh, you know, and he has all these other connections. So yeah. they... They made it work. Uh, the best part is, of course, I thought was the end. Obviously, yes, that scene where because you know we had we see them like trickling in, you know, slowly like they mm-hmm. don't go in together. No, uh, and you know we start with Danny and he's like fighting like you said the boardroom fight. Yeah, um, but then Luke Cage comes in and these guys with guns come in and they start shooting and Luke Cage just stands in front of Danny Rand yep. and takes all the bullets. That was amazing. I loved it. And he had this look on his face just like, come yeah. on, empty the clip. <laughs> um, there's so much I there's so much I loved about this. Uh, like Danny coming in to the front desk. Yes. And they're like, who are you? And he's like, I'm Danny Rand, head of Rand Enterprises. And they're like, and who are you here to see? He's like, the board of Midland, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And they're like, are they expecting you? And he says, not like this, they aren't. <laughs> Which was, you know, awesome. Because it's like, oh, shit. You know, that means, like, the board are like the hand. They are like the higher ups of the hand, more or less. They aren't the five fingers of the hand. Right. Which we learn about in the next episode. But, you know, they're like the higher ups of the hand. So, mm-hmm. and, you know... 
that is really cool. They aren't expecting him to come in in a suit and tie. They're expecting right. to fight him on the streets or something like that, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was all great. To me, the best was uh, Matt Murdock following Jessica to the building. Yeah. And then hearing the gunshots going off upstairs. And then yes. he steals her scarf, which yes. he wraps around his head because he doesn't want anybody to see who he is. And then he starts, like, ninjaing his way through, like, the back corridors of this yeah, building. Yeah, who, were, climbing who the were those guys on the stairs? I feel <laughs> like they were just, like, janitors or something. That <laughs> he he kept was just... going through them, and they were like, what? What? <laughs> but the best part is, so he's doing all of this to, like, ninja his way through, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, climbing these stairwells, going through, like, these back corridors so no one can see him. And then he finally makes it up to that floor and then, ding, the door opens and Jessica just took the elevator up and met him in the <laughs> same amount of time without having to sneak around. That was she, great. She was just like, why'd you do all that? <laughs> you could have just took the elevator up. She was awesome. Um, but yeah, then they have that amazing fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, the even So even before Luke Cage came in, I was super excited because we noted that the fight scenes, some of them were okay in Iron Fist, but... They didn't have a lot of them, and they weren't that right. spectacular. And I think we kind of learned the reasons as to why they weren't as amazing as they could be. Uh, he looked a lot cooler here in this fight scene. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, it was awesome. There were all these dudes had like billy clubs, and then a bunch of dudes came in with like dart guns or something. Yeah, and there's just like fifty people in the room that he's trying to like fight off at once, and then yeah, Cage there was this scene in. where all these stars were in the wall, and he grabs one and oh, sticks one yeah. in one guy's neck. That was great. Yeah, I loved all the I loved all that stuff. Uh, Electra showed up and got into a fight with with Matt. So the thing with Electra, we learned, is uh, kind of a mini spoiler for the next episode, but he, Matt can't hear her heartbeat. Right, and we also learn that. She has no memory of who she is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, she just knows that she's that she died, and that she was brought back to life, and that she's the black sky, and that she's a tool. Yeah, for the hand, and she she's remembers. Kind of, she's kind of being brainwashed in a way. Yeah. yeah, they had a they had some great fighting scenes with her too. Like, oh where yeah, she relearned how to fight. Yes. Yeah, that was pretty great. Yeah, it was that whole like training montage. Yes. With her, and at the end, they like turn off the lights and mm-hmm. you know give her like I don't know it was like twenty guys with swords. Yes, and they turn off the lights, and then when they turn them on, she's like dead. covered yeah. in blood, and they're all, they're all dead. That was uh, really cool. Pretty badass. Yeah. Uh, so she's about to kill Danny, or not Danny, but Matt Murdock at the end when Danny shows up and she goes to take a swing at him with her katana, and he uses the the iron fist to shatter the sword, mm-hmm. and she takes off. So yeah, that was a great ending to a really that good cool. episode. That looked cool. That looked cool. I have to give it to Danny Rand. That was that was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, this was a tremendous episode. It was great. I was very happy with this. Do you have any more thoughts on it? I just want to acknowledge that um, I appreciate that you can call them the henchmen um, from Alexandra. Yeah, it wasn't old dudes that there were no women there, and I appreciate that. <laughs> and there were people of like all shapes and sizes. All definitely, shapes and like, sizes, all colors. Yeah, there was some like nerdy looking dude in there. And yeah, like, <laughs> I was like, "There's no way this dude's like a trained assassin killer you know, guy." They, what they, they appreciate diversity in uh, the hand. <laughs> sure. <laughs> 
there's five fingers. I mean, there's there's uh, plenty of room for you know, yeah. plenty of room for variety. <laughs> uh, what would you give uh, worst behavior then? Oh, I'm gonna give it a five. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I was I was I was leaning there after the great Luke Cage Danny Rand scene in the in the dojo anyway. Yeah. But this fight at the end sealed it. I'm like, oh, this is like the fight from the trailer, but they totally left out a lot of cool stuff. So that's yeah. good. Like they didn't give away some. Uh, yeah, some and of it was stuff. it was very similar for um, to that fight that we love from Daredevil one. Yes, indeed. Yes, in the hallway. Hallway. Uh, before we move on to the second episode, it's time to thank the people over at Think Geek for helping sponsor the show. Uh, do some shopping with them by using our link, cinemageekly.com slash thinkgeek, or use the thinkgeek link at the top of the page at cinemageekly.com to uh, to do some thinkgeek purchases, and we get a kickback from everything that you spend your money on. It doesn't cost you anything extra. There's no hoops to jump through or anything like that. Uh, just using the link gives us the kickback. So uh, go ahead and order yourself some cool geeky stuff. Uh, I picked out something that nobody is probably going to order due to its price. I just thought it was cool. And because we're talking about a Marvel show, this is, of course, a Marvel uh, product. And this is, uh, it's called The Enemy Lies Within Ring. And it is an 18 karat gold, uh, sterling silver with an 18 karat gold overlay ring. So this is not a cheap ring. It's like almost 250 bucks. But it is a uh, shield ring, right? So it's got like the shield emblem on it, and it says the Homeland Strategic, blah, 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 blah. But on the inside of the ring, it has the Hydra logo and stuff because you're secretly a Hydra agent. And it's hiding underneath your shield ring. I think that's really clever. That's cool. That's cool. If I had $250 (laughs) to spend on a ring, (laughs) I would. I would do it, but I do not. But if I did... It's like it's really it's a really cool idea. Mm-hmm. Um, there are plenty of cheaper options though. For like if two hundred fifty is out of your price range, there are plenty of cheaper things. Uh, in fact, I don't even know how I missed this. Uh, I I mean I can't believe they're charging this much for it, but I, I like it anyway. Uh, it's twenty four ninety nine. Actually, we should have used it for this week instead. It's a ceramic Luke Cage swear jar bank. Oh, nice! So it's uh, it's got like on the front, uh, it's got like the Luke Cage logo. It says "always fresh, pure, and uh, flavorful." Which, <laughs> sure, you could. Just, I guess you could describe them in that way. But yeah, on the back, it just has a paper with letters that say "swear jar" on it. Uh, but that's really cool. That's a yeah, that's a lot yeah, cheaper. That's cool. So, yeah, things like that available for you at ThinkGeek. Uh, right, let's talk about episode four of The Defenders. Uh, this one's called Royal Dragon. So, Danny, Luke, Jessica, and Matt escape uh, barely with their lives, and they do so to a nearby restaurant to hide out. And uh, Danny basically calms down the owners by, I kind of, I guess, doesn't he say he, like, Pays their rent for the like, the next six months. Six months, yeah, yeah. And then he uh, orders a whole bunch of food for everybody, which not everybody <laughs> is interested in. Right. Uh, these people are not interested in being a team. Jessica and Matt Murdock, especially, mm-hmm. are not interested in working together. 
Luke is always willing to hear people out. Danny is the one who thinks they should be a team. Right. And uh, Jessica's like, no, are you kidding me? (laughs) And she, of course, because she is Jessica Jones, she tries to play the, you know, the I don't care about people thing. We'll get get to it in a minute. So Danny proposes they work as a team to defeat the hand. But Matt is unwilling to get involved. And uh, he's unwilling to get involved because, of course... He can't let these. He doesn't really know these people. He can't let them know his identity. If people know his identity, they can hurt the people that he loves. It's the superhero code. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they eventually kind of, you know, talk him into it. Jessica, on the other hand, is uh, less interested uh, in in wanting to do it. She's she's being even more stubborn about it than Matt Murdock is. Uh, meanwhile. Stick, do you remember Stick? He was captured by Alexandra and uh, the Hand. Well, he's not captured anymore. Stick escapes, and maybe one of the one of the coolest, ridiculous escapes <laughs> I've ever seen, where he's he's like handcuffed around a pole, like a big like support beam yeah, or something. Yeah, and he's fighting people off while handcuffed to this thing. Yep, it was awesome. And then to escape, he grabs one of the swords. And cuts his own hand off. Yeah. Because it's stick. Which is ironic, right? Because he's fighting the hand by losing his hand. Hand, that's right. (laughs) Um, So he escapes from the hand and finds the group, having already uh, known Matt Murdock, obviously. And he knows of Danny Rand. Because if everybody remembers that stick is part of, was part of a group called The Chaste. Mm -hmm. And they were working for Kun Lun. So he knows he knows uh, he knows well of the Iron Fist, uh, but he also tells Danny that because he took his phone with him and he made a phone call to Colleen, Stick was able to track where they were. Yeah, and he called him a thundering dumbass, <laughs> which was awesome. Yes, <laughs> he's like, I respect the Iron Fist. He's like, but you're young, you're still young, and you're a thundering dumbass, <laughs> which was awesome yeah uh, he explains a long time ago that the elders of kunlun came together to study the healing powers of chi but five among them wished to use this power to live forever and were cast out they became known as the five fingers of the hand and they include alexandra who has gone by many names throughout the century madame gao uh sawande who mm-hmm. was the guy who was recruiting the harlem kids he's the uh the man in the white hat right uh, Murakami, uh, who we meet in this episode as well. Alexander goes to him and he's like dissecting a bear or something. I don't yeah, know. He's, he's like gutting a bear. He's seen as creepy. Yeah. And the recently gigantic air quotes deceased Bakudo mm-hmm. from Iron Fist. Although we have our doubts as to whether or not Bakudo is in fact really deceased. Right. Uh, so he's like, hey. Uh, we should really work together. And Jessica's like, no, I'm not. I'm going to work on my case. I'm going to then solve my case. I want nothing to do with this. Of course, we know Jessica wants nothing to do with the H word and any H word related uh, activities. And there's a great moment where Stick is just like, you know, sit down and shut up. And Jessica looks at him. And in most other shows... You know, when the old wise man angrily says, sit down and shut up, 
you're like, okay, old wise man, I will listen right. to what you have to say. But not Jessica. The nope. next shot is her leaving. Yep. Because <laughs> she's just like, no, I'm not going to sit down and shut up. <laughs> Bye. And she leaves. And, of course, she gives Luke that, you know, the, you know, I don't know how you care about people. I, it's not my thing. I don't care about people. Mm-hmm. And I immediately went, bullshit. Yeah. I literally yeah. said it's bullshit. the biggest lie ever. Head. Yes. It's like, I, Jessica, I watched your show the first season, <laughs> and I know that that's a lie. Like, you put on this face because you don't like, you kind of resent having these powers yep. and stuff. Like, that I get it. You don't like being, you don't like having these powers. You never asked for them. You don't want to be a hero. But you do care for people, and I know that. Yes, well, I like to be vulnerable. That's the problem. Yeah. Well, I mean, who knows if we'll actually find out if I was right or not, because the television <laughs> show continued. Uh <laughs> So the Hand have defeated all that oppose them, except for Stick and, of course, the Iron Fist. Uh, Alexandra then arrives at the restaurant. It was only a matter of time before she found them. And she offers to spare New York if Danny leaves with her, since their plan requires the Iron Fist. But he rejects her offer. Uh, Jessica goes back to work on her case, where she realizes that the Raymond family is still in danger. Right. And uh, it is uh, at almost that exact moment when the Black Sky, a.k.a. Electra, shows up at the restaurant prepared to attack. When she is then run over by Jessica Jones, who appears to care after all. <laughs> and she rejoins the group. And they are about to fight Black Sky as they go to credits and make me miserable. Yep. Uh, what did you think of Royal Dragon? Or a completely different episode in a lot completely of ways. Completely different episode. But can we just take a moment to appreciate the fact that we have these four superheroes, right? And mm-hmm. three of them are like, you know, they, they know how to fight. Yeah. Right? And you have Jessica Jones, which, you know, she can she can handle herself, but she's not like a trained fighter. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we have, we have the black sky coming in. And they're ready to fight. And the one that defeats her is Jessica Joan yes. just running over her with, with a, a car. car. That's amazing. And that's, that's <laughs> totally a Jessica move as well. <laughs> that um, was great. That was my favorite part in the whole episode. <laughs> yes. She gets a lot of the best lines as well. But oh, yeah. I, I like that this... This was almost like, weirdly enough, this was almost like a bottle episode where they filmed yeah. like the whole thing almost in one place. Yes. They did not leave the, the Royal Dragon restaurant very often. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the episode was, was filmed in there. And it was largely just them trying to, like, you know, figure out, you know, determine whether or not they should really work together. And Danny does make an excellent point. Like, something is, something weird is going on here. Because what are the odds that they all show up? to that yeah. same place at the same time to fight these people. Mm-hmm. You know, that's crazy. There's there's too many things. There's something else going on. Uh, and that, you know, maybe it's a sign that they should be, you know, working together. Now, of course, they also don't really get along that well. Uh, and that's largely because Danny has a hard time getting along with people in general due to awkwardness. Mm-hmm. And Luke is less so. Luke actually, Luke would get along easier with people, but he realizes that, like, he gets along with Jessica, obviously. Right. And they had a really nice moment also later where Jessica almost smiled at him. <laughs> uh, she came really close to smiling. 
Um, you know, but Matt is very secretive, wants yeah. to protect himself and others. And Jessica, we know her story. She doesn't want anything to do with any of this stuff. She just wants to work her case, drink her booze, and mm-hmm. live a miserable life because <laughs> she's pissed that she has these powers or whatever. Yes. Uh, maybe that's why she's miserable. She's I, That's what it is. She's angry she has these powers, but because she does in fact care, she knows she has to use them for good, but she hates that she has them. Yeah, I mean, I have a different perspective on her. I think that she has okay. that attitude because she's a PI, right? So yes. she gets to follow people around that are being shitty yep. and are being horrible people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that she that just wears her out. Like, she just... Sees the worst in people. Worst of people. That's usually, true as well. Um, that, that's, I think that's why she has that atti- attitude. Most people yeah. are scummy. Yeah. yeah. She deals with a lot of cheating husbands. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, she had a great line. You know, there's a guy that's watching this family that she's uh, helping mm-hmm. outside. And she kind of like kicks his ass, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he try, she tries to, like, get information out of him, right? So she right. presses his head against the glass of the windshield. Yes. Yes. And she's like, I'm not, like, a black belt or anything, so just let me know if any any of this starts to hurt. And right. you just see his face start cracking the windshield yes. as she's yes. putting pressure on yes. it. But before that, he kind of, like, does some, like, karate moves mm-hmm. towards her. And she's like, am I the only one that doesn't know karate anymore? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> She's very self aware that there's like a lot of there's a lot of martial arts experts yeah. all of a sudden. Yes. <laughs> um I mean to be fair, Luke Cage is not like a martial arts guy. No, either, no, but, no. Yeah. Um Yeah, so she's she's an awesome character. She's great. She, she might be the best layered character in the show. I mean, uh obviously Danny Rand is like the least layered, although he has some. He's not like there's it's not like there aren't any, but he's like the least layered. But you know, they've all got interesting characters but i think jessica jones might be the most interesting out of all of them which is weird had you asked me who was going to be the most interesting character before any of these shows started i don't know if i would have said jessica jones yeah yeah here we are so Mm -hmm. uh yeah this was another really good episode yep and we got to learn about the uh we got some exposition about the history of the hand so now we kind of know what the hand is and where they came from and what they what it is that they want to do. Mm-hmm. And Luke Cage had a really good line about for somebody who is so uh, obsessed with life, you do a lot of killing. Yeah. Talking to Alexandra. That was a great line. And we haven't had a chance to mention it this episode. We should probably mention it every episode. Uh, she is, uh, she is great. Alexandra. Uh, oh yeah. Yes. Uh, I love her. Uh, the best. This is, but I, what was the last thing she did in like movies or TV that you thought was like this good? Like I feel like she's I, the only thing I can think of is like bad movies. <laughs> I mean, like I mean, so she, she I mean, was I can in, only like, think of Alien, <laughs> right? Well, I mean, Ghostbusters. You know, like Ghostbusters. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, she was in like um, she was in like Paul. Did yeah. you ever see Paul? Yes, that, like yes. that was a good. That's a that good, good movie, but yeah. you know, she wasn't playing like a great character right in that she was kind of just a mustache twirling bad guy kind of <laughs> yes. kind of like this character but turned up to 10 or yeah. turned up to 11 or whatever 
She is just so much better. He's a good, uh, and it's you know it's a trend, right? Like and that's one thing I love about these Marvel shows on Netflix is that the villains are so good too. Like yes. they're not just you know giving you amazing superheroes; they're also giving you amazing villains. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a great balance in the shows. I, yeah. It's great. I mean, even in Iron Fist, like Bakudo, yeah, was really good, so good. Yeah, he was he was really interesting. Yep. Uh, yeah, going. I mean, I mean, going all the way back to Kingpin. Yeah, Fisk, uh, uh, Kilgrave, you know, yeah, all of them are we great. Got a, we got a Kilgrave name drop in this episode. Yes, we did, yeah. Matt Murdock said Kilgrave, and I'm like, oh my god, Daredevil <laughs> said Kilgrave! Uh, yeah, this was this, this was good. Uh, any other thoughts on Royal Dragon, or or should we uh, move on to the score? Um, I'm ready for the score. I, I mean, th- this, this episode was a lot of exposition, right? Like, they were just trying to explain things in the episode. Yes. Yeah. Like, uh, this was them deciding to become a group, mm-hmm. and this was the explanation of why they need to become a group, right. because these are the bad guys, and here's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Kind of. We don't actually know what their actual plan is. We just know it's going to be something bad, and it could result in the leveling of New York. Stick mentioned they've done this before with, like, Pompeii and right. stuff like that. Like, these are, uh, it's a cover. Yeah. Which I think is actually the same story from Batman Begins with <laughs> um, with Rachel Ghoul and yeah. and the League of Assassins or whatever, yeah. like where they destroy cities. Yeah, this this is a common story. It's common, <laughs> yes. but yeah, I don't care. It's 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 so far it's given us nothing but good stuff. So yeah, what would you give Royal Dragon? I'm gonna give it a solid four. Okay, I I was slightly. I guess I liked it slightly more. I gave it four and a quarter, but okay. it was a great episode. Yeah. I am super, super, super excited to see what happens next, because we know the next episode is going to start with, like, a fight. Yes. So that's a, always a good way to start a show. Yep. I have no idea what is coming next, but I'm super excited to find out. There's only four episodes left. Two episodes of this podcast remain. Mm-hmm. Seems like we just started it, but <laughs> damn it. Uh <laughs> There are two more to come next week. So before we take off, uh, I bid you to go to cinemageekly.com. Check out the archives of this show. Uh, And of course, you can check out the archives of all the other shows we have going on as well. Uh, And this show is available on iTunes and Google Play Music. Just search for Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D. and hit subscribe. So we will return next week to talk more Defenders on Netflix. Episode 5 called Take Shelter. And episode six called Ashes, Ashes. Ashes.